Welcome back to Divided We Stand. I'm Victoria Lang, along with Joe Aguirre and host of his own show, I'll Piss You Off Shortly. We got Rob on here. You can check that out right after this. Um, so today, I'm super excited because everything just got passed. We can officially proceed and get all this COVID handling under control. We can actually figure it out now. President Trump just tweeted, I want to thank Emily Murphy at GSA for her steadfast dedication and loyalty to our country. She has been harassed, threatened, and abused. I do not want to see this happen to her, her family, employees, or GSA. Our case strongly continues. We will keep up the good fight, and I believe we will prevail. Nevertheless, I'm in the best interest of our country, and I'm recommending that Emily and her team do what needs to be done with my regard to initial protocols and have told my team to do the same. What do we think about this? Um, what? Yeah, listen, he, um, <laughs> this is inevitable. This is, you know, I mean, Chris Christie came out this week and called his his team of lawyers if if they're all still, <laughs> if none of them get this barred before the year is out, I guess oh, you can still yeah. call them lawyers. Um, it stinks to lose. Nobody likes to lose. I, 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 I finally voted for a winner for the first time in a long time. That felt really good. There you go. Congratulations, uh, I hadn't, bro. I had to, hadn't had a win in years. I started to feel like whoever I picked would lose. Mm, uh, my my run started with John McCain, and it ends with Joe Biden, which I think is a fitting thing. But look at that. You know, Amazing. Rob, you and I lived, uh, you know, through 9-11. I don't, Victoria, you probably weren't even born yet, were nope. you? No. no. Okay, so for you, that's like, after. <laughs> that's like, I was born uh, 12 oh years my after. God. I was born 12 years after the Kennedy assassination, and that might as well have been the Civil War you were talking about. Like, Jeez. no concept of like, oh, that, you guys are just getting over that? I had no idea. <laughs> After 9-11, uh, you know, the reason why, or I don't want to say the reason, but one of the, the reasons uh, that the 9-11 Commission found for us being so vulnerable to being attacked was Bush first Gore 2000, which didn't get settled until mid-December. And the transition um, didn't allow the Bush team to be up on things fast enough. And our enemies knew that. And oh. it, 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 believe me, it's in the, it's in the report. How big a role it played. Uh, but again, it's when they talk about it being an, a, a, a matter of national security, that's what they're talking about. That, you know, Biden needs to be able to step in on day one and know who we need to be worried about. And that's why this is actually an important thing. So this is great. This isn't even him conceding. That's not even what what, what the president said today. He didn't say, I concede. Uh, All he said was uh, that GSA can begin the process. And it's nice that he expressed concern for the person who runs that organization who's being threatened. That's a horrible thing. That he's putting her through. But she was being threatened because for some reason – she didn't feel like she could do her job properly, and that was weird, and it was his fault. So I, I was about to say, I wonder why she's getting He's getting the one who should be apologizing. He could but, do uh, that. He's too much of a narcissist. <laughs> right I mean, but, yeah, you bring it back to this national security, you know, like, definitely it's going to affect national security for a little bit. But I think, like, 
he, right now he's playing kitty games with grown man shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's mm-hmm. grown. It's time for grown men to actually do something. Please step away. You had your fun in the sandbox. You know, let, let's keep it going. So I'm glad they cleared this up. Hopefully Biden's able to go ahead and get some things. But now what I can what I'm concerned about are the things that have happened or the things that he's been able to either hide, get rid of, or do whatever within this time span. There was a reason for it other than trying to, you know, gain his, in my opinion, get financial gain and, you know, chop at his deficit. But there, there, there's a reason why. There's a reason why somebody in that higher position is going to try and extend something. What are you hiding? What do you, you know I mean? What is there that you're trying to set up? Maybe, like, I, I don't know. I feel like he's definitely put it in our national security in jeopardy. And so we'll see how it plays out. So everybody, uh, Stay vigilant. I hope that everything is fine, but I think that I speak for myself and just everybody else. I'm just so excited for January. Like January could not come faster. Can this just be done? I'm so excited. I'm just so done with this. We still have a chance. We're still holding on. We still got evidence. In January, there'll be no more of that. It'll just be over. And Joe Biden will just be here. You know, I, I say I, I, as much as I agree with you that we, you know, let's wait until January. Let's not be so excited because, hey, remember, it was just March two weeks ago mm-hmm. and we, we've had this pandemic. So we never know what can happen between January. Hopefully they do the right investigations. Hopefully the right agencies are looking into certain things um, and seeing what what changes are you know forthcoming, because the, uh, two weeks from my experience, two weeks um, without intel. Is a, is a, you know, two to three weeks without intel is a very sketchy situation. So we'll see. Well, incidentally, Donald Trump hasn't had one in 17 days to this point. Uh, Donald Trump has all but checked out of doing his job, which is also scary. So not only was he depriving Joe Biden of the opportunity to get uh, the, that intelligence, he himself has not even been receiving it. Because no. plausible deniability, right? Or was it plausible, plausible, whatever? Yeah, right. Again, you know, look, he's he's about to dump a serious problem in the form of COVID on Joe Biden. And this is now Joe Biden's problem to deal with. Mm -hmm. Another looming lockdown. I see toilet paper is already uh, making news everywhere. for for stop with the toilet paper? Please stop buying toilet paper. Like, please, this shit's aggravating. I saw a tweet, and it was like, y'all should start stockpiling up on condoms so we can stop reproducing all y'all idiots. Idiots, Seriously, if you're going to mass buy one thing, it should not be toilet paper. Buy condoms, please. (laughs) You need need help. I stocked up on uh, fruit cocktail. See, there you go. (laughs) I'm going to just start stockpiling on the shit that I, because we've done this before, right? So now you know what you need to write out. Like, forget the toilet paper. I'm going for my kind bars at Costco because those things got me through. Oh, you never had a kind bar? I've had a kind bar, but like, oh why do you need to stock up on them? Like, I think it'll be okay. No, because I'm locking myself in. Like, I am super Amazon locking myself in. Amazon Prime them babies. Like, it's okay. Like, it'll be okay. Yeah, right? Just drop them on the doorstep and it's go. It's cheaper at Costco. Seriously. It's cheaper at Costco. <laughs> What no, do you not, think about Biden nominating longtime advisor Anthony Blinken as his secretary of state over Trump, who has just people in there who literally have no idea what is going on and have absolutely no experience? Uh, this is great. Uh, you know, no offense to Rex Tillerson, 
or Mike Pompeo, two clueless nimrods. This is an important job, and you certainly need to put somebody in there who has foreign policy experience. Anthony Blinken's been doing it for 20 years. Uh, Biden plans on being a foreign policy president. He certainly has relationships to uh, take care of. You know, uh, the way we've we've treated Canada and Mexico and Germany and Britain has been it's been bad. Uh, but on the bright side, you've seen uh, an outpouring of support from all of those countries and all of those leaders who are looking forward to a new relationship with the United States and with Joe Biden. The first thing that we're going to do, obviously, is uh, get back into the Paris uh, Accords which we should have never left in the first place. Again, that was just one of those stupid, petty things to make liberals cry. We're going to yep. stop that kind of nonsense. We're not going to do things where we're trying to make conservatives angry or cry. We don't, we don't, let's like that kind of stuff. We got to get over that. Let's play I, I, right, I, I think having an old man who's like, listen, knuckleheads, get it together. Like you kind of need that. My My brother said that the other day. He was like, America just kind of needs a grandpa right now. Right. A grandpa that'll slap the crap out of you if you talk back to him, you know? But also, we'll also pull a quarter out of your ear. You know? (laughs) Seriously, we'll give you a lollipop and and shine your face when he does it. What are you going to do? You know, he's a little weird, but uh, I think think he strikes the right tone in America right now. And, And the best part is, and I think this is so exciting. I'm so pleased to announce mm-hmm. uh, no socialism. It's not happening. No, no Venezuela? Yeah, no, Aww. not happening. That's what I'm, I'm saying. That's why I'm so excited for January and February. I'm so excited to be like, oh, my God, we're here. And there's no social. Like, look at guys. We're here. We've done. Did it again. No did you socialism. see where the Trump team kicked Sidney Powell off the legal team? <laughs> for being too... Um, Good. So <laughs> what they actually did was they just said she does her own thing. She's yeah. not on our team. Conspiracy <laughs> Last week, Trump mentioned her amongst all of the names of the people on his great team. Hilarious. But she actually suggested she suggested that this was a part of a grand conspiracy with China, the CIA, Venezuela, Republican Governor Brian Kemp, and wait, other Republicans. Wait. <laughs> Former Venezuelan president, the deceased uh-huh. in 2013. Oh my God. We how how could that guy be involved? <laughs> it's a conspiracy, you know. Trump like just wasn't even all right. <laughs> he just wasn't even in office. Like I was in like middle school in like 2013. Homie has been dead for so long. How is he involved in any of this? This is absurd. Do you think he even know that he died? No, I, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Along with a bunch of other things he just doesn't know, but he likes to just spew or agree with or tweet off and just be like, oh, no, it's a retweet. Look, again, when you just start making up your own facts, I mean, how many people know that Fidel Castro's dead? And has been for a few years. You know, I say Cuban. You're like, oh, Fidel Castro. Like, no, that guy doesn't. He's not there anymore. Stop that. You know, I mean, people, this is my biggest problem with the uh, education system in America. I I think that it's unfortunate that um, 
education ends when you're 18. I think it's a travesty. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just as your brain starts to develop like mature thoughts. Well, no, you're forced to. Okay. You stop learning, and that's pretty much the end of it. And you just sort of make up stuff as you go along for the rest of your life. That's absurd. I agree and disagree because I think that you still learn, but like formal education in that sense. Because even then, if you if you say, oh, we're going to secondary education, if you're not going to the right college, you're not going to be challenged. Or if you're not going to the right um the right secondary school you're really not going to be challenged like hell i went i when i started um the college that i went to for a little bit the community college it was trash it was like literally like second graders passing english 101 and i was like yeah this is i'm good and that's why i stopped so here's a stupid question do you guys have any idea how smart octopus are octopi whatever you want to call them i would have believed to be amazingly smart Okay, so obviously they've got eight arms. You know, each of their eight arms and and uh, they can think and feel and touch and plan. See, that's amazing. Octopus underwater will actually grab a shell and they walk on two of their legs on the yeah. bottom of the seafloor. Uh, they can, in a millisecond, they can just think about what it is they want to blend into. That's how they're able to change color and texture so quickly. See. It's a, a, an evolutionary thing from 1.4 million years ago. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're scientists are like stunned by this because octopus will also play when they're in captivity. Well, even in, in the wild, but we we've observed it in captivity. It's like intelligence that we, we just don't understand it. I wonder you, that, you know what I'm saying? But like, my, my point is, is look, you know, things, they're always learning new stuff and, and people just don't know enough. But and you, it's sad. But I, I wonder, like, so now that I think about it a little bit more, right, we have one brain, and what is it? We only use, what, a third of our brain capacity or whatever it is? Yeah. That's um, not true either. You use 100% oh, okay. of your brain capacity. Again, that's right. Oh, that's yeah, really, and I'm like, right. yeah. They yeah, taught us when <laughs> we were young. You only use 10% of your brain, and you're like, wow, that's crazy. No, that's okay. just not true. Okay, well, in that theory, well, not in that theory. Well, to further on what I was saying, like, I think about, like, I think I learned that I've been teaching myself new things since I've been 18, but it's just what you decide to educate yourself on and what, how in depth you decide to go into it. Right. So like, I, I, I can tell you about a bunch of things, maybe not as far in depth, some things more in depth than other things, some things to the T, but you know what I mean? And that's just like, think about how many things you look up on YouTube or something, or somebody might look up on YouTube or try and learn, or you know what I'm saying? So you, it's what you focus yourself onto. It's not as guided. So you can end up, you know, trying to learn how to wrench something one day and then learning how to double jump plie on a, on a dance floor, you know, in the next, who knows? Yeah. But I think, I think too many people educate themselves with stupidity and garbage. That's the problem. And I was just about to say like nowadays, especially education never really stops. I mean, you can't really ever go through your day without like learning something. It's just where you get that education from is the issue. Um, I think that everybody getting, you know, obviously like facts from Facebook or I mean, not even facts like, you know, that is just so no good. The amount of Facebook Messenger links that I get from my mom on a daily basis just telling oh, me something yeah. stupid and wrong that Trump has done, I just 
I just don't know. Well, somebody somebody told me the other day that they can't tell real news from fake news anymore, and I was like, that's that's an admission of stupidity at its highest level. It only takes a it, twenty yeah, it minutes really of does. hard research, and you you can figure out the truth. Twenty minutes. Uh, here, that's all it here's what I always tell people: Look, if you're reading something and it's making you really angry, like you know where you want to go shoot up a pizza place or. You want to like kidnap a governor? Maybe what you're reading is baiting you a little bit. I hear from people all the time. I watch YouTube videos. They don't have any agenda. They don't have an agenda. Why do you think they're on YouTube? Algorithms. Hello, we, people. We're, we're, we're trying to make money by doing this. So, is there an agenda? Certainly. If they're like, we're the only ones telling you this. Is that true? No. 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 We're all we're all trying to get a piece of the pie by talking rational. In some cases, some people just make stuff up and sell garbage and people mm -hmm. eat that up and they call that education. It's not. Books are information is right. There's websites. You can you can actually go online and not waste your day if you're looking stuff up on websites like for the CDC. Or if you want to have like a nuanced conversation about the Electoral College, you could read about the whole history of it. It's amazing the things that we can do, but we choose not to. And instead, it's like, well, here's what I feel like it is. And it's like, well, but you could look it up and find out. People don't even want to do that. We've literally handed them a computer mm -hmm. with all of the information in the whole wide world. And still, don't and still they're it. like, no, I don't know. You just don't, you know, <laughs> even if you look it up, you're like, well, this must be broken. Google's the devil. <laughs> It, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. But look, let's get back to the task at hand. This is this is the kind of stuff you could expect from Joe Biden, mm -hmm. where he's going to put smart people who, you know, let's think back to Trump's original cabinet. All of those people were like the anti whatever their department was. Oh, my God. We had the DeVoe, right? Uh, what, Betsy DeVoe. Oh, my God. Didn't Betsy have nothing Ross, to do. The worst. <laughs> I saw this video today and it was literally like it was from before Joe Biden officially got elected and it was like what's going to happen if Joe Biden is president forced lockdowns and I was like yeah that's great and then it was like mask mandate and I was like amazeballs and then it was like forced vaccines and I was like I could get on board with that and then it was like sexually exploiting children and I'm just like okay where are y'all pulling this information from meanwhile a bunch of kids have been getting kidnapped every day in this administration I don't know about the forced vaccine thing you might have to uh, I'll pause on that one but I'm just saying, where are we getting this information from? I love Rob. slightly concerned that. with getting chipped for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. No, what I just don't. I, I don't try, ask me the last time I got. So, ask me the last time I got a flu shot. When was the last time you got a flu shot? When I was in the military. Ask me right. the last time I caught the flu. When was the last time you caught the flu? When I was in the military. How about that? Well, I can. You were also around gross people. <clears throat> you were around gross people, but like the flu shot is like supposed to help you from like the strain of the flu. Like it doesn't really make sense. But also, no. All, all right, slow down. Slow down. Let's let's discuss it. that. See, that's not true. What you just said is factually inaccurate. You're uh, telling me ooh, that they do not release a new flu shot every year according to that strain of the flu virus. Based on a new strain, that's correct. Yeah. Right, you're supposed to get, but but what if you get your flu shot in October 
and say in at the end of November, there's a new strain and a new a new shot going on. How many shots you gonna get? As many as the current strain is. That's how it works. You gotta be immune to the strain that is is doing the damage. I'm I'm not like a holistic like maniac, but there's things that you can do. And there's you're gonna drink bleach. Eating Tide Pods work, I'm telling you. If you try to shoot, if you try to shoot ultraviolet rays up your butt, we've got a problem, Rob. You didn't know that. I'm gonna have to come and have to so cut that short. That's it. What I do is I go in the tanning booth <laughs> and I just stand upside down and I spread them open, and that saves me from all diseases. I promise you. I'll have to try that. If I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you, I am not a flu shot queen either. I'm scared of it. I get so sick after I get shots. But if they release the COVID vaccine, I'm going to have to get that. I'm going to have to. I've gotten the flu shot sporadically, mm-hmm. I don't know, over the last 20 years. And I got the flu once, and it was horrible. And I don't think it was the year I got a flu shot. And it was really bad. And I'll tell you, if COVID's even one times worse than what happened to me in April of 2013, I will get a flu shot. I will sign up for the trials. If they need a guinea pig, I will sign up for that because I am not, I don't want to be in in the, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be a COVID guy. I've seen it. I've heard about it. Not interested. I feel you, but I'll let you do the trials. And after they get, after like the third or fourth set of like vaccines and everybody's grown their third nut, then I'll get it. Listen, if I become some kind of X Man mutant, you're going to be really jealous, is what's going to happen. I would be. But yeah. like turn into a freaking horse or something. No, I, 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 I can like, read minds. I hope they call you the tadpole. I, just for that, I hope you get like tadpole powers and they call you the tadpole. Oh. I just cannot even imagine getting COVID. I got flu B at the beginning of Corona season. I don't know if you remember that, Joe. I actually I knew you were at my house, and I was house. so mad, dude. I was like, "Oh my god, COVID it just came to my house." There was another one of us, not even going to bring that up, who was also just sitting there. It was like a flu bath just in Joe's Jeez. basement. It was absolutely awful, and I maybe oh, that yeah, and my my god, Yossi was here too and he had just gotten over like covid see so bad i'm so sorry that we did that to you but that's when i banned people from the studio for like (laughs) that was the last straw you saw friends with me no flu gang and listen if you if you want a chance at i I, here's my other thing right i you know bill bird did a great stand-up uh on snl a few weeks back and he the gist of it was and i agree with this if you want to get covid and kill your family it's probably for the best. What are you talking about? I mean, listen, it, you know, it, it look around where COVID is is flaming out of control. And we know a big part of the problem is, or even, you know, hey, look, in town where I live, apparently, I don't want to speak out of turn, but rumor has it there was a Halloween party. Ooh. And, like, the whole school shut down for a week. As right. they should. Right, because because like, here, they're not cause, even shutting down. Right, because eight kids can't use Zoom. Wow. Well, they, we don't have enough teachers now because all the teachers, I don't want to say all the, I don't want to f- spread fake news, but 
for circumstances due to COVID, we don't have enough teachers in our school district to teach. like the COVID I'll take, not the flu shot. I'm with you. Uh, but yeah, so we don't have teachers enough. So everybody's homeschool until like December, mid-December now. That's crazy. Not my people. Let me tell you this. My sister's still rocking it in high school. You know, it's her first year, so she's like happy to be there. But I am not happy that she's there. And then she comes home and she's like all grubby, all COVID it up and comes home. What's so, up with that? So this was the oh well you yeah, you had all the experience last year. How was it like the last Oh, I was in high school last oh, year. I was at nope, I was doing Connecticut School Broadcasting. <laughs> it's already done. <laughs> You know, I feel like because Trump is almost gone, we're almost too giddy at this point. We're very um, excited and loose and relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, it's isn't it? It's like a weird feeling of like, oh my god, like ah. Um, but it, it it still doesn't it still doesn't explain why this race was so close. Well, That's because... the other thing that'll always haunt me in my dreams. No, it's not even that bad, honestly, because we knew it. We we knew it because just as much as we saw, you know, uh, protests on one side, we saw the protests on the other side. And we knew how people thought. We knew that mo conservatives were going to co be conservatives and that there was going to be, you know, we knew that he pulled some black votes. We knew that he had the Latino vote. So, like, we knew that it was going to be that way. Personally. That's shocking, though. It doesn't really wow. hurt me too bad that it was that close because, I mean, yeah, it does suck that our country is just riddled with idiots. But let me tell you, it does feel good because it really sucks to be on that other side. I know it with Hillary when you're like, God damn it, I was so close. If like a hundred more of you assholes just showed up, we could have done this. We could have had it. We were so close. That's a lot more than... You know what I'm saying? Because if you're just like amongst a couple who voted, you know, you're like, oh, maybe I was wrong. But when you got like a whole team, you're like, we could have done this. How much does Hillary hate Jill Stein, I wonder? <laughs> seriously? Oh, my God. Seriously? I mean, you take all those Stein votes and you throw them to Clinton and none of this ever happened. Seriously. Jeez. It's like, it's that, it's that simple. Yeah. It's a crazy thought, but that's literally kind of what happened. That's um, I, again, look another and another historic first. You know, by the way, I, I want to address something. Um, because this is fascinating. Last Monday night, I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys know this or not. First time in NFL history, they had an all-black officiating crew. Now, Rob, your your reaction is curious, and and I'll tell you why. Somebody on a sports show. Uh, we didn't talk about it on air, but expressed, mm. like, why is that a big deal? It should be normal, he said. And I was like, listen to the, listen to your whole sentence you just said. Mm -hmm. It should be normal, but it's not. It's usually seven white guys. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a black dude on the crew. It's historic because you're at a point where you actually have enough to make a whole crew. Of just of just African Americans, that's a good thing. It's the kind of thing that you should celebrate. The Miami Marlins just named a, a female general manager the first time in sports history. A major pro sport will be run by a female. She's amazing. She knows more about like baseball than any dude. 
but it, that, it should be normal. And when it becomes normal, Rob, we don't have to think about it. And and hopefully we get there. But you know, look, we we don't walk for autism and for cancer because we don't know what it is. Why do we do it? Because people make you feel bad if you raise awareness, if you don't donate to something like, you know, you gotta, you gotta see a problem. You have to see a problem to address a problem where we grapple with racism in this country, but to suggest that a a first like that, Rob's not a big deal. That's ridiculous. It is. I'm not. So, okay. As a black man, I'm not going to sit here and act like, I'm sorry. To me, it's kind of like, good job. You guys got enough people now. To to you know to have enough that a black referee game like so what like when do we stop like even uh rate like not race baiting but like making like race and even sexuality a big thing like so what she's a she's a female she knows fucking baseball I know a lot of females that know <clears throat> basketball better than dudes because guess what they focus their energy on that so what they're black like it, it's not like I don't I don't think the referee committee was like i don't think the referee committee was that committee that was like hey you're we're holding you back like some of the black referees that made it they suck so like and i think that was me i think we had this conversation before they suck so i'm not applauding you just because you're black as a black man i'm sorry guess what candace owens you're black you suck so like let's talk about it like just because i don't care i could hit guess what I will guess if if I was hiring a crew, right, of roofers, and sorry if I offend anybody, but it was 10 Hispanics and 10 blacks, guess what? I'm giving everybody a fair shake. I might give three or four blacks out of that a fair shake, but guess what? I'm a businessman. I want my job done right. Not saying that they're going to give the job done right, but my odds these dudes are better than some of those dudes, and I know that their work ethic is a little bit better. So it is what it is. Y'all can call it what you want. I'm not impressed with a full team of black referees. So what? They're black. Can they referee? Some of them can't. I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying and i think that it does kind of suck when you are only giving people jobs because of their ethnicity but you're not you're not doing it because of that okay so (laughs) basically i just these people clearly are there for a reason and i know that the nfl is all about money i know that everything is all about money everything that's going to be broadcasted is all about making money and this may be a way to get people to join in who usually wouldn't but i also think that they do have to understand that this is also going to piss a lot of people off so as much as it's going to bring people in it's also going to push people away especially we did we just saw how close the election was you know what i mean this country clearly isn't as progressive as we think it is and i think that that's kind of why it is important for things like this to be commended because it would be harder for me to go get a job as a baseball anchor because i'm a woman no matter how much knowledge I had on baseball. So, you know what I mean? I think that it is important and there definitely is some room for applause, but if it gets out of hand, I think it does give angry white people a reason to say that there is a race issue. 
they're just they're just looking for any reason just to be losers. So it's just like I put them even in that category with the same people that are trying to hype this up. I, you know, you know what I kind of correla- correlated to as a black man is if somebody's like, "Hey, you're you're good for a black guy." Yeah. Like, so like, to like me, you're pretty for like, a fat girl. Yeah. Like, so what? Oh, you're you're good for you're a good ref for you're a good ref for a black ref. Like, so what? So what? I think more the point is, and and what what I think is more important than again, no one's getting. It's not like, well, that guy is a black guy. Hey, want to be a referee? And he's like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the rules, but yeah, I'll right. do it. Like no one's saying that. These are these. This was a crew of like seven highly qualified guys that passed all the tests and for the first time. Wow, that's kind of neat. But you're right. Listen. Sure, Rob, look, if your argument is like, big deal, referees, you've got the first uh, black woman in the highest elected office, I'll take that one. I get it. You know, is it, is it, but again, look, you know, like I said, what, what my buddy said to me was, why do we celebrate that? It shouldn't be a big deal. But we notice that it's a big deal because it, it just doesn't happen. Again, my point is, is when we normalize it and that just sort of thing happens, you don't think about it. Dude. Everything in life, everything in life should be like somewhat reflective of society. Right. Do you think that that would have been a big a big deal if we didn't have the racial tension that tension that we did? Do you really think that that would have been a media headline? No, yeah. like that thing these people listen if these people were able from the dawn of time if black guys if seven black guys and women were able to be able to get those jobs from the dawn of time in this country then no this would not be a milestone but unfortunately that's not the truth so we have to recognize what the actual progress so it's not so that wasn't all for nothing. Do you understand maybe, what I'm saying? Kind maybe of? if they were inducted into like the referee hall of fame, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. They, Listen, they're doing their job. My two favorite things in the world are sports and politics. Mm-hmm. And my entire life since the eighties, as I became really aware and, and, and alert to both, I've seen, um, Literally, this is the first black quarterback who won a Super Bowl. This is the, I mean, it, it's what those things have always sort of been sort of a staple of just how people reflect and look back on the sport. You're talking about where, where football went from being a very white person sport to a predominantly black sport, right? Mm-hmm. And, and America's just like, yeah, who cares? There's there's no racism involved there. And so what happens when those same black athletes are like suddenly standing up for the people that don't have the platform, right? There's that sense of like, oh, these are a bunch of millionaire complaining, ungrateful. What? And that's that's what I'm talking about is when, when you when you dismiss the idea. That that achieving these platforms, that Janet Yellen, uh, who's who's been a woman who's crushed it and been a first at a lot of things, becomes uh, the first woman to head the Treasury Department. When you look at the Bond villain and Steve Mnuchin, who's leaving the job and who's become a billionaire since he took over the job of Treasury Secretary, and no, it doesn't pay that well. Mm. 
And like the thing is, it's only really been a couple decades in this country since those things have became possible. You know what I mean? Like it really hasn't been that long. It's not like you know, like it's not yeah, a any, woman getting like a loan in her name. Was it possible till like what the late seventies? That's on. what I'm saying. It's kind of insane. And like, especially a woman or seven black men being on that in this position would just, not have been possible. When you put right, when you question. put things into perspective and, and you have these like historical firsts, I, I personally I've always been fascinated by it, you know. Like I remember they, I, I'm Portuguese and Italian. I remember the first time I saw like a Portuguese baseball player. I was like, whoa, that guy's going to be my favorite baseball player just because, right? Just something to identify with. So you, when you, when you see things that aren't normal, it, it's all, when you see things that aren't part of your everyday, Rob, and you acknowledge it, that's the opposite of someone who oh, I'm colorblind. I don't I don't see I don't see the differences in either of you two. It's like we're just three white dudes hanging out. No, we're not. Well, no, we're what? not. And for me to sit here and pretend like that that your world existence is mine would be stupid and ignorant. And so I wouldn't pretend to do that. So when 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 you're talking about and look, clearly a lot of this country is sort of over this race stuff. And and I think when you look at you talked about Trump pulling some of that vote, I think a lot of minorities were like, nah, you know, maybe he's right. What? They have they you have know? a different agenda. They're, those they I think when like... you beat something to death enough and it gets to, you know, where people were like, you know, why don't you leave the calling racist for like the real racists, you know, like the KKK, as if like lynching is is the threshold for what is acceptable racism really? Yeah, and those and those are the ignorant, stupid, stupid asses that like you just don't, you don't, you just put so you on, on them, you trade them. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Black Twitter, but on Black Twitter, that's like those are the people that get traded, and we try and trade for like a white person or somebody else of other than you know black ethnicity. So yeah, we trade those idiots. That's a. I'm sure I'm going to get traded at some point too, because oh, and that to, to the point of, to the point of that, like I, it's you know I'll save that for I'll piss you off shortly. I'll keep this political. Oh, all right. So listen, Rob's gonna Rob's got a jet in a few to get yes. that show going. And Victoria and I will hang on here. Oh yeah. Before before you leave though, what do you uh, what do you guys have going on for for Thanksgiving? Nothing, and I'm so proud of it. So happy. Isn't that the best? I like, mean, I'm over hopefully it. Hopefully nothing. I literally, Thanksgiving has always been my least favorite holiday. I am literally, I kind of just sounded Canadian. I was like, holiday. <laughs> um, I hate every Thanksgiving food. I'm like the pickiest eater ever. If it's not mac and cheese or cheese pizza, bitch, I don't want it. So <laughs> I, I hope nothing. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, so let me ask you, let me ask you this. Are, are you are you gonna? But well, you guys are gonna eat uh, um maybe a turkey of some sort or some nice dinner for Thanksgiving. You're not even gonna celebrate it. Probably not. Are um, you? Hold on. I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm asking him, Rob, because he's got a son. Yeah, he's got a. Family. And I'm curious what you're gonna tell the little man, if anything, about what's going on that day. Oh, oh, you ready? When I'm tell him. First and foremost, I'm gonna say, hey, it's Thursday. You're out of school. What are we going to do? We're going to, oh, and for food wise, 
I'm not interested because my I'm not eating Thanksgiving with my family and to be TBH. I'm not too thrilled. I got to speak quietly, but I'm not too thrilled about my mother-in-law's cooking. It's not the same as my mom's. So like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm probably going to make me like some cup of noodles or like whip me up something like some leftovers. I'm My plate's going to be very small, very, very small. And I'm just going to go about my day. Like Thanksgiving, what? Like, I'm not explaining of, like, they do a little turkey and a thing and go clap, clap, clap in his little class. But, yeah, it's like, like, yeah, it's turkey like day. Animal. It's turkey Get day. together with family. We're not getting together with family. Today we celebrate. I'm ready to tell him Santa's not real. Like, that's how close I am. Like, in five, I'm ready to be like, yo, Santa's not real, dog. It's me and mommy. Like, I'm ready to be that dad. Because honestly, it doesn't like even the how like maybe as as this corona stuff and stuff goes by, but even then, like I'm just like, yo, like you don't if you want to believe it, like, yes, you can know about Santa just like you know about God and all these other things. But yeah, he's not real, but we can believe into the holiday spirit and let's keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm I, I don't want to be that father that's just like, hey, I lied to you for a couple of years. Like, no, F that. Like, I'm not like they're like, oh, what parents, what what presents do we give? Um, from Santa, and which ones Santa can't give the nice gifts? Man, right, Santa on all them damn gifts and whatever. When he turns eighteen, my ego's not too small. My ego's not that small to be like, oh, he's gonna know that the big gifts came from me, the best gifts came from me, and not from Santa. Shut the hell up. Just right, Santa on all them damn gifts and call it a night before I tell him Santa's not real. All right. I oh true. <laughs> <laughs> that was a. I think that Rob might have some personal feelings oh my against Christmas that we might have to get into. Rob, what's Honestly. your email? Just in case people want to send those complaints directly to you. Oh, you can send those to I'll piss you off shortly at gmail.com. Yeah. I'll no, piss you off, off shortly at gmail.com. Uh, before you head out, I know you got to go in two minutes. I'll say this. Look, I, I'm with you. Um, I do not lie to children. I think that's a horrible, horrible thing to do. And uh, when my kids asked me what the deal was, I was like, yeah, come on. It's me. You always knew it was. You always (laughs) found all of your gifts literally in the closet sometime before (laughs) December 25th. Did you you really think Santa came over and what, like wrapped them? That's how it works. Cookies and milk, me. Me. Um, I'll never forget after I revealed that to my kids, my daughter was like, What about the Easter bunny? And I was like, Come on, really? That's all. Giant giant bunny. And she goes, Oh, yeah, okay. And then she goes, Tooth fairy's real, though. And I said, (laughs) Yeah, the tooth fairy's real. Oh, you love the tooth fairy. (laughs) I give you that one for one more dollar. Um, (laughs) One more tooth, one more buck. And then we'll call it. My mom still to this day will tell me that Santa is real. She will say, She don't even like me. She'll tell me that Santa's (laughs) real. So there's that, you know. Well, Merry Christmas to you. I don't understand. Again, this is the idea, though, that I think is something I want to see people break is the idea of tradition and. Just doing it because you've always done it. it. It's ridiculous. It's I think what holds people back as far as religion's concerned, as far as American traditions are concerned. Thanksgiving is a, a horrible, horrible lie. Uh, one that was uh, bastardized for the history books. Um, you know, Thanksgiving was was actually uh, 
uh, officially proclamated uh, in 1863 by the, the great proclamator, if you will, Abraham Lincoln, wow. America was in pretty dire straits in 1865 after the Civil War. And, and uh, good old Abe thought, you know, it'd be good if everybody sort of sat back for a minute. Just no war, no fighting. Just be thankful for having a country and family and friends and plentiful, bountiful food. It was it was lovely. But, you know, the, the original story of the pilgrims is an unbelievably horrific genocide. And it's, you know, I, I'm a direct descendant of Christopher Columbus. And as you can imagine, it's a little uh, it's a little weird and uncomfortable. And you tell um, me later, uh, you know, I will. Go ahead out. Um, <laughs> we have to deal with the realities of what we're really living through, you know, and, and we we have to talk about our past in order for us to, uh, you know, come to come together as a country. That's like so important. And um I don't know. It, it's it's rough, man. It's rough. But I, I think it's important that people know the real story. You know, this is another one of those things where our history books are letting us down. We're not teaching our children what really happened at, 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 at their first Thanksgiving. I mean, it was the beginning of the end for Native Americans. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I literally it was today o'clock when I found that out. I have no idea what happened. If you would mind giving me a quick rundown, because I don't know about me if there's any other poorly right. educated you know, Thanksgiving folks on here. I don't know what's going on. Basically, the Mayflower pulls up on uh, Provincetown. Beautiful mm -hmm. uh, tip of if they've ever been out on Cape Cod. It's a lovely area. The 102 pilgrims or whatever the nonsensical story is. And you know, right away they meet these these uh, Native Americans who were like, "Hey, what can we do for you? Here's some blankets. Here's some food." And and um, that's not at all what happened. That was, you know, we this whole story too, where like the Indians were like, "No one owns the land." Oh no, there was there was definitely their territory and the other tribes' territories. There were vicious battles between those tribes before we got there. Once the Pilgrims got there, and leading right up to uh, they actually at one point worked with other native uh, tribes to kill other native tribes. Mm -hmm. So this idea that everybody sat around like a cornucopia, uh, you know, and, and ate maize and, and Turkey and wards, you know, none of that is true. And we have, like, little cute hats and the socks and the thing. Right. I mean, why do we can do why, we teach this to kids? This and is what we like, tell them American history is. Right. So when these kids are 19 and they're like looking Hitler up online and they don't believe in, in uh, the Holocaust and, and they're arguing, they're arguing that, that the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about states' rights, which begs the question of states' rights to what specifically? Mm. Slavery. Right. Okay. You know, you could pretend to like, Ah, your perspective on history. No, the perspective on history isn't, it, it's the consequences of a fight. It's not the conclusion of it. You know who won and lost World War II? It's pretty clear cut, right? The story's pretty clear cut. 
the consequences of what that's led to, the devastation on the economy, and that stuff's sort of immeasurable. But th- this idea that we we uh, we have alternative facts, well, of course we do. How could we not? I mean, we we literally lie to children all the time. Same thing. I mean, I know everybody's like hot for Hamilton. I mean, the, the, the real story of the Declaration of Independence, I mean, I, I talked about this thing last time, John Hancock and the giant signature, he was like a pirate. Right. The idea that John Hancock was on, on, the, on the colonialist side was like a big F you to King George. That's why he wrote it so big. And we embrace that, right? I want your signature. I want your John Hancock. What? He was a pirate. That was like the worst guy in the world to be the leader. But, right, we tell the story. He was a real patriot. Look at the way they set up the Electoral College. Again, Victoria, the idea was that none of you, none of us would have a say in who got selected as as the leaders of the country. So we, we need to, like, stop pretending like, you know, there was this perfect democracy. And, you know, again, the, the Bill of Rights, they had to be added later. Like, they didn't even think about, like, what, what rights would those white landowners even have? Uh, you know, go outside and assemble or whatever. Right, um, everybody after that, by the way. Like, even right. after that. <laughs> Complete afterthought. And 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 again, you know, people who want to talk about being a I'm an originalist, um, I don't think you know what that means. Right. So the the, the original story of the pilgrims is is definitely not a good one. It's definitely not something that we should feel great about. And it, it probably wouldn't kill us to tell our kids what really happened. You know, I mean, again, I I say this all the time, Victoria, about um, uh, Christopher Columbus. Was he a bad guy? I mean, I mean, sure, he was like a homicidal, genocidal maniac, but that's what they paid him to do. Um, what? Regardless, nobody could cut me any size check that would make me do that. I have no idea. No, Brett, because it's twenty twenty, you're talking about six hundred and like. 18 years ago i don't think he are you defending christopher columbus i'm not i'm definitely not i said he was a (laughs) homicidal genocidal maniac i'm i I mean i'm related to that person and of course i don't literally i don't think he i don't think he should be celebrated but i think it's easy to to look back at something that happened 600 years ago and be like that's a bad guy and it's like but they i mean the king and queen of spain paid him to do it So you want to get paid and eat? It's sad that people would sell out people, but, um, you know, I I was reading about this. This is shocking, but the very first civilization on Earth was the Sumerians, about 5,000 B.C. They Mm -hmm. had slaves. I mean, no sooner did humans build walls and houses, they were like, those scummy people are going to do all the work. That's horrible, Victoria. I mean, yeah. When, when, again, we pretend like we're built in God's image or whatever nonsense. I mean, you're an animal. And yeah. your instinct is to, I mean, you're born a, a homicidal maniac. And, and, and you're either nurtured into being a good person who mm. learns empathy and love, or you remain a sociopath. <laughs> ask, 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 your, ask your therapist. She could tell you all about it. 
I was I was gonna make a joke that was just even worse than that one, and we're just gonna save it for another just day. Think about this. I assume you're not a therapist because it's 2020 and you're a woman. Um, yeah, I joke. No. I'm joking. I can't um, afford her. No, I mean, when, when a baby's born, what does a baby want? It wants all of its needs met. Why? It's a sociopath. It only knows how to survive. It's trying to survive. It's trying to find food and comfort and warmth. That's how it works. But, I mean, yeah, but that would, I mean, what you're saying would suggest that just all living things are just sociopaths until they are nurtured. I don't think that just like you Have you ever tried to pet a coyote? Born. Yeah, you're talking about coyotes. Like you're talking, right. you're telling me a that wild a puppy animal. right now, just like a born puppy is just like, F y'all. I hate Can everybody and I'm a sociopath. What? Can you domesticate a wolf or a coyote? No, but like we they're called dogs. We literally broke off a whole branch and domesticated the wolf. That's not true. That's like saying that like people are just like dom domesticated, like like when okay, when people try to domesticate monkeys and chimps, they rip through your face off. It's the same thing with coyotes. It's not the same. It is. You're you're look at you're you're talking about a wild animal, a wild animal who acts on instinct. I mentioned octopuses before because uh, octopuses and humans are one of the few uh, species on this planet that thinks about later on in the day. I mean, m most other animals are animals. That's why when you have a dog or a cat in your house, I mean, you have an animal that reacts to instinct. You know, dogs certainly develop personalities and, 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 and we see a higher level of intelligence in dogs and cats. That's why we are able to domesticate them. Pigs make really it's weird, really, really loyal pet. Um, but you're born, you're literally born kind of a sociopath and you have to learn empathy and love and, and you get that by being nurtured. You could be raised by wolves and you would be like a wolf girl. You you get it? I mean, it's your environment. I, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm not catching any of that. No. Yep. Well, that was the lovely and wonderful story of Thanksgiving. I hope I didn't ruin it for everybody, and I hope everybody is safe. Victoria, unfortunately, uh, it seems as though her microphone is tapping out. Uh, I'll piss you off shortly is coming up at the top of the hour. Help you will jump over to that show. Victoria, it's been such a great year for you. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I, we're all very thankful for you. Um, and what an amazing hostess you've been literally up until this moment when you're at least your headphones work and you can hear it. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Clevercrestmedia.com is the website backslash divided we stand. We also have a pretty nifty Facebook page. We certainly love to hear from you. So uh, make sure you give that bad boy a visit. Uh, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, that's always a way to go. You can visit clevercrestmedia.com for more details on that. There is a really great podcast called The Chat Room uh, that our very own Victoria Lang and your microphone is back on. She oh, my God. Guest. There she is. She was just <laughs> a guest on The Chat Room with, with Connor Valentin, uh, a really cool show. Connor uh, is a, a sometimes uh, guest host on this show as well, and we love him over here at CMG. 
so that just went out tonight. You can check that out on all the Clovercrest media pages. I'm sure Victoria is going to be sharing that on her socials. Yes, I am. You can check that out. <laughs> I'll tell you this for anybody um, who is interested in doing this. You should totally check it out, especially if you have like daughters, because Victoria said some of the most. I mean, I was I produced the show and I was crying as I uh, it was the, like the most beautiful thing. And Victoria is so amazing. Um, and so if you want to maybe uh, end the show and then sign off since it's your show, um, I'll shut up now. I mean, thank you so much. Thank you for that. You guys should definitely go and watch Connor's show. It's not just the hype. Go watch. Go. Don't just watch my episode either. Go watch all of them. I saw we've got an episode with Joe's wife. We got one with Jessica. So you got to go watch that one, too. I'm not sure we got one with Rob. So, you know, check out all of our other podcasts, too. They're all just equally as great. And we'll see you next Monday at eight. Goodbye.